Hey y'all. I've had a lot of strange experiences, but most of them don't belong in this sub. However, there's one that I think is in the ballpark of a glitch that happened to me while driving one night. Here it is. To set the stage and give a little context, I live in southwest Ohio, in a relatively suburban area, and it's basically the last stop before you get into the more rural-slash-woodsy part of town. My neighborhood is basically a perfect halfway point between our town, which has lots of shopping centers, a high school, restaurants, and so on, and the neighboring town, which is way different. Everything in that area has heavy foliage overhead, trees everywhere, much more dark and narrow roads, and much more space between homes and businesses, of which there are noticeably fewer. When you exit my neighborhood, turning left will take you to town, and turning right will take you into the darker, more wooded areas. So, having said all that, my experience happened last fall on a back road to the right of my neighborhood, very late at night, probably 11pm or midnight. I was getting close to home, but I decided to keep driving past my neighborhood, because I was singing along to a song that I love, and felt like continuing my night drive a bit longer. Corny, I know. (laughs) As I drove and sang, I thought to myself that I would just go on to one of the next available roads, and then turn around in somebody's driveway, or do a U-turn or something whenever the song was over. So, after a minute or two, I turned left onto a road called Mac B Road. I've driven past it a dozen times, but I had never actually turned onto this road until this night. This is when things got strange. I made the turn, and for a brief moment, I felt totally fine and kept on singing. But very quickly, I got a huge rush of super intense anxiety, which is not normal for me at all. I don't scare easily, and frankly, I enjoy driving down spooky roads at night. This road was pitch black, but other than that, there was nothing exceptionally strange about it. To be honest, I've driven down roads a hundred times creepier at night and felt completely fine. So, this was strange, and the feeling really caught me off guard. Anyways, in that moment, I stopped singing and turned my radio off completely. My senses were very heightened, like fight-or-flight level heightened, and I felt the sudden need to pay extra attention to everything going on around me. I kept driving forward, and for some reason, my blood went cold. I felt a very strong sensation of being watched by someone or something, but I tell you, there was literally nothing around. A few houses to my right mostly trees and bushes to my left, and it was dark. But I felt fear in a very raw and very real way that I've only felt a handful of times. At this point, 
Something in my gut told me, Dude, you've got to get the hell out of here now. Get off this road or something bad is going to happen to you. Find somewhere to turn around, anywhere, and go the hell home. I felt so scared that I was tempted to literally just slam on my brakes and wheel the car around right in the middle of the road. But I was also afraid that if I even slowed down the car for too long, something bad was going to happen. I almost had the sense that something was trying to get my attention and lure me from my path. At the very least, that was something that came to mind. So, I turned around very haphazardly, on a road that I later discovered was still part of Mac B, with more houses and such beneath heavy foliage. That night, I couldn't really tell because it was so dark, it kind of looked like a dead end or cul-de-sac, so I knew I could turn around, even though I did so reluctantly. I slowed down, and I swerved my car back the other way as quick as I safely could. The moment that I turned around was when my fear peaked, and when I truly felt like I was being watched. When I began to slow down, I felt a, a lurch in my stomach from how real this fear was. I drove way too fast down McBee to go back towards my neighborhood the whole time feeling like I still couldn't get off that road fast enough. I was literally terrified. What makes this all so bizarre is the fact that I saw nothing. Literally nothing at all. An animal wouldn't bother me. A person out for a late night walk might catch me off guard, but I would have noticed a person, and that wouldn't scare the daylights out of me. Otter still is the fact that since this experience, I've gone up and down the entirety of Macbee Road many times, during daylight hours and on pitch black nights, just to try and understand. Part of me wondered if I would feel that same way going down that road again. Perhaps then I could find a logical explanation, like getting vertigo from the road or disoriented from the darkness or god i don't know something but no every subsequent drive down this road has been completely normal and i've felt completely fine the reason i'm sharing this story here is that i believed i experienced something strange and possibly paranormal that night last fall i'm not a naturally anxious person and I'm not really afraid of the dark, just a little cautious. And I love the adrenaline rush of going somewhere dark and spooky. If I were a scaredy cat that got freaked out by things that go bump in the night, this story wouldn't be unusual at all. But I'm telling you, I can count on one hand the number of times I have felt fear like that. And it's honestly kind of shaking. Because, at this point, it seems to have happened for no discernible reason whatsoever, and it never happened again. I wasn't sad or stressed on my drive home. In fact, I was in a cheerful mood. Very energetic, wanting to sing along with the radio and enjoy the sights of the night. 
I wasn't thinking about anything bad or scary either. This experience was so beyond what's normal for me that I truly believe something beyond conventional explanation is to blame. And again, that's why I'm here tonight. I've read a lot of recent stories about people having glitches while driving, most of which involving the possibility of seeing slash driving into other timelines or parallel dimensions. All of those stories are accompanied by a feeling of extreme and unexplainable dread, which is exactly what I felt. Thing is, since I'd never seen this road before, if something was off about it, could it be possible that my mind recognized something was wrong, even though I couldn't tell? Like, maybe there was some kind of extra-dimensional trickery going on, and if it would have happened on a road that I drove down every day, I would have noticed immediately and felt the same. Maybe the timing of this occurrence just so happened to be while I was on a road I'd never seen before, and my fight-or-flight still kicked in because my heightened senses knew something was wrong. If I'd have seen McBee any time before that night, maybe I would have been able to put my finger on anything specific to cause the fear. I don't know, I'm just rambling at this point. Anyways, I know this may sound like a dude who literally just spooked himself going down a creepy road, but I promise that's not the case. I'm wondering if there could have been a shadow person on that road, and maybe that's why I felt like I was being watched. And as I mentioned, I was nervous about slowing down or stopping, because of that subtle concerning feeling that something might try to lure me away from safety if I did stop. I've read a lot of stories about that stuff, and I wasn't about to be another name on that list. So... All this time, I thought, maybe some kind of shadow entity, but now I'm wondering if I really did just drive into the Twilight Zone that night. And although I wasn't in any danger, my mind recognized that I had shifted, so to speak, and it caused me to feel heavy panic in order to pay attention to my surroundings, and turn back to go home. Who knows... Maybe if I didn't turn around, I wouldn't even be here tonight to type this. Anyways, happy holidays to you all. Be safe and stay weird out there. So, my entire house is carpeted, except for my kitchen and laundry room on the east side of the house and my tiny bathroom on the far west side of the house. My 65-pound coonhound's nails always click, even as she takes the coolest of strides across the hideous linoleum floors in the kitchen. Rarely do I ever see her in the bathroom, though, even though her feet make the same noise as she moves across the matching surfaces. The bathroom is so small that two of her couldn't fit end-to-end in the room especially with me in it. So, the clicks of her feet rarely register with my ears here. It's such a confined and out-of-the-way space anyway. She never has any reason to be in there except to get her baths. 
which she accepts willingly, though with a look of scorn and innocence persecuted, and to sit by me while I'm going to the bathroom, lest I decide to leave her to sit and whine just outside the bathroom door. Just on the opposite side of the threshold, where the small piece of bathroom linoleum meets the carpet, I wish that my literary skills were sharp enough to describe the layout of the house to you in more detail, but even that would only partly help describe why I was so disturbed shortly after I began to call, uh, Stella, Stella, and walk through the house looking for her. She's always so quick to find me when I call, and with those big floppy ears you think she would be. Not last night, though. Every light was off in the house, except the lamp by my bed. Foolishly, not sensing anything awry, other than maybe an ornery dog, I walked the length of the dark house, walking it by memory with the majority of the house that wasn't illuminated by moonlight, thinking the worst thing I might find is a stubbed toe. I had already called her name three or four times, and I walked from my room, which was right next to the bathroom, all the way down to the kitchen and back, the full length of the house. I was absolutely sure she wasn't in the bathroom. She had to have gone unnoticed somewhere in my room. So, I'm not sure why I stuck my right hand up and flicked on the light in the bathroom instead of turning left back into my bedroom. Maybe some part of me knew something, but when I did, chills rushed over my skin like an electric wave, yet my eyes watered like I had yawned in a state of relaxation. My face was instantly hot. There she was, standing in the dark, looking up as if seeing someone sitting on the sink. She was almost as surprised as I was when the light came on, as if she hadn't heard me calling her. I'm not sure if it was this, or the fact that I heard the clicking of four more footsteps after all of her feet were on the carpet and off the linoleum, that rocked me harder. This time, the electric wave wasn't just skin deep, and it wasn't just my face that was hot. There was a tiny echo in the room, but nothing like this. We're talking three to four seconds after the fact. It sounded like she was an eight-legged dog walking out of the bathroom. A number of seconds later, I dropped down to the bathroom floor and fidgeted with the cabinet below the sink. Some weak and scared part of my brain needed to prove to the rest of itself that the noise must have come from her tail bumping the cabinets. But the timing didn't line up, and the noises weren't anywhere near the same. But I suppose I knew that before I dropped to the floor, even without the sound of the footsteps. I wouldn't have slept that night. Now, anytime I can't find her, I just pray she's not in the bathroom. It's taken several days to write this, partly from laziness and partly from the fact that every time I write about it, my hair starts to stand up. I get stifling chills, even in a parka, and my eyes start to water like someone else is yawning in front of me. I was a teenager, I had a sleepover with my best friend, Emma. 
We had planned to drink that night, but I want to make it clear that when this happened, we were sober. Because we were going to drive her golf cart before we drank. It was early in February, and it was snowing a little bit that night. I brought boots because Emma and I liked to park the golf cart and walk around different neighborhoods and smoke cigarettes. Her neighborhood had huge houses in it that were spread apart pretty good, but on one edge of the neighborhood, there was a tree line. Once I got there, we chilled and waited for her parents to fall asleep. It was late and dark, but we snuck out, and Emma suggested we go to the tree line because there was a deserted cul-de-sac back there that we could check out. Apparently, they were going to be putting more houses back there, but they hadn't yet started, so it was deserted. We drove to the edge of the road in her golf cart, parked it, and cut through the tree line, We crossed a small area of grass that had quite a bit of snow on it, and we ended up right at the cul-de-sac. The road extended just a little ways to the warehouse, and a set of train tracks. The only lighted area was at the warehouse, and the cul-de-sac was deserted and dark because of the trees surrounding us on the edges. Emma and I walked down to the edge of the road to the train tracks, and started walking on them to be edgier whatever, and we were just chatting. I look up towards the cul-de-sac and realize that there is a car sitting there with its headlights on, facing me and Emma. I froze. I told Emma, Dude, did you see that car go by? She looked at the car and then at me, and with eyes wide, she said, No. To get to that cul-de-sac you would have had to have driven past me and Emma on the tracks. Or you could just mow down those huge freaking trees in the bordering tree line. There's no way we wouldn't have noticed a car crossing the tracks, because one, it would have been loud, and we would have seen the car, headlights on or not, and two, we were literally standing on them. I don't remember what exactly we said next, but... We made the executive decision to just make a break for the tree line and get back home. I do remember hesitating though, because whoever was in that car was going to clearly see us run across the snow. Plus, it was slippery, and my shoes were already wet. We started running though, and we got back to the golf cart. We drove around the neighborhood a while to calm our nerves and we never saw any cars leave that area. I remember this story so vividly, but when I tried to talk to Emma about it, she confused the details and said that she couldn't remember it clearly for some reason. She did recall that we were in the golf cart, though. I'm convinced that it was a glitch, since there was no way we wouldn't have seen that car drive east. Hello all. My apologies if this isn't where this would go. This is something that happened to me over two decades ago, and I recently remembered it while talking to my kids. This happened in the summer, in the year of 2000. It was probably around 8pm, 
so the sun was still up and just getting ready to set. The moon was out on the opposite side of the sky. My family, my parents, my sister, and myself just got home from visiting my dad's friend. We got out of our vehicle, and my sister and I took the time to stretch after the ride. And we were talking about something that she had going on in school. My parents had already made their way back toward the house. I happened to look up at the moon. The sky was completely clear, no planes, no clouds, but I started seeing what I would describe as a shadow, or a long black line starting to cross over the moon. It began on the left side, and it made its way slowly across. I pointed it out to my sister, and we both just said, what the hell is that? Or something to that effect. I yelled over to my parents, telling them to look at it. My dad was unlocking the front door, and my mom was right behind him. They looked back at us confused. I told them again to look up at the moon, and something had happened to it. My mom shouted back, Hurry up and come inside. My sister and I look at each other, and then she said, Really? Look at what's happening. My parents just walked inside without another word. My sister and I looked back up at the moon. The black line, at one point, crossed the entirety of the center of the moon, making it look like it was cut in half. Then, the other line came into view, and we watched it as the shadow exited slowly. We just stood there, dumbfounded. We couldn't see anything in the sky that would have made a line like that, and if it was something out in space that could make a line like that, it would have had to have been massive in size. My parents never once acknowledged that this is something that happened, and now they and my sister just don't remember this at all. I was wondering if anyone else has ever seen this type of thing before. I lived in northern Michigan at the time, in case this is just something only seen in a certain region, like an eclipse. But thank you for your time, and again, I hope I posted this in the correct area. So that was a collection of some glitch in the Matrix stories, as you all enjoy so much. At least it seems that way. Uh, I enjoy them too, so I'm not complaining. They're fun to read. Thank you to everyone who let me read their stories, and thank you to every single one of you that made it this far into the video. If you made it this far and you liked what you heard, please consider hitting that subscribe button, bell icon next to it. You can also leave me a comment letting me know what you thought of the stories, stories, multiples. You can also leave me a comment telling me how much you dislike my voice or dislike my videos. I love that. Thank you very much. You can also support the channel by following me on any of my social media platforms listed below, going to the website, or supporting through Patreon, Coffee, yeah, channel memberships. That's the other one. Thank you, Raven, for reminding me. And yeah, all that stuff. Support the channel. You know, appreciate it. All optional. All greatly appreciated. Moving to the final part of this outro, the word of the week last week was untimely. We had three people use it, and I will say thank you to all three of them, and here they are. Annie Red DJ with another great video. Thank you, Raven. This one had a variety of glitch experiences. I'd imagine, though, for those with a nervous disposition, glitches of any kind would be untimely. Thank you, 
Annie. Uh, the second one was Jacqueline Vrooman, who said, This channel is never untimely for me. I can listen to stories anytime and be completely happy. Thank you, Jacqueline. And then lastly, but not leastly, yep, I said leastly, Mia Mina with her section of this comment specifically, Tyler, please stop jingling your bell. Specifically, so in an ode to the glitch in the Matrix theme, your word of the day, as I looked around the room, I was certain that something was off. It wasn't until I looked in the mirror that I saw it. My twin sister had met her untimely death when we were twelve, yet in the mirror, on my nightstand, was a picture of the two of us having a sweet sixteen birthday party. When I turned to look at the nightstand, it was still there. I walked over to pick up the picture, as I wondered how this was possible. My mother walked in upon seeing me looking at the picture, and she said, That was the last time you girls were together. If Ashley hadn't died the following afternoon, I'd be watching both my girls graduate today. So thank you, Mia Mina, for that fun little short story. I do so enjoy your short stories whenever I do these, so thank you very, very much. And that moves us to today's word of the week, which is spectacular. Spectacular. Of the nature of a spectacle. Impressive or sensational. Something that is spectacular as an elaborate show or display. So spectacular. Good luck with that. It doesn't have to relate to the stories. It doesn't have to be a short story. It can just be a little comment if you want. But the more creative, the better. Thank you to everybody who watched this video. Thank you to everyone who got to this point. I love you all, and I hope you have a beautiful week after this. I will see you on the next video. But until then, sleep well.